0: And welcome back to Radvisory, the podcast where we answer real questions from salespeople in the field. My name is George Hogan, and let's get to it. So we got a couple really interesting questions that I wanted to review and discuss with you guys today. Both of them are related to the SDR role. Now, before I get to the questions, let's just level set what we're talking about here. Everybody knows SDR is sales development representative. Sometimes they go by BDR, business development representative, but in the end, they are lead gen professionals. That's what they do. They call people, they set up meetings so account executives and sales reps can have a discovery call or have a demo, create an opportunity. SDRs exist to generate leads that ultimately become sales accepted opportunities or SAOs, feed the pipeline for the aes now 10 years ago there pretty much was no str yeah sure there was a few lead gen people but as SaaS got more pervasive in the market people stopped selling you know pieces of equipment etc cetera, etc cetera, at the same volume sure there's still a lot of people to do that but a lot of that is automated now and people can search and find the right thing that they need sas is more complicated than that right An AE, selling SaaS has a lot on their plate. If you think about it, they have to have their discovery call. They have to have the demo. Maybe they have a second demo. Then they have to start talking and thinking about things with each deal relative to implementation. They have to go through IT security questions and questionnaires and different assessments of risk. They have a much more complicated legal Portion of this. You got to talk about on prem solutions versus cloud solutions. There's a lot more, not to mention creating quotes, how long it takes to get these deals. If they're enterprise reps, we're looking at six months to 18 month deal size. There's a lot there. This isn't something that you can just turn on and turn off. So the AE doesn't have as much time as they used to. That's why you need an STR. That said, if you're looking at the career trajectory of Uh, of a salesperson, or at least in an organization focused on sales, you have uh, where a lot of people start, which is the SDR. People that aren't in sales yet or people that are just trying to cut their teeth in the organization or an industry, they look at sales, they see a few different kinds of jobs. Entry-level sales, maybe you're going to be door-to-door security systems or yard stuff, maybe you're going to be um, uh, car sales. Maybe you're going to be something else that doesn't necessarily take a lot of education or skills to get in the door. Another thing is SDRs. Now, SDRs is an entry point, but you need to have a lot of education. You need to have skills for that. So the SDR, however, is the entry point into the sales world. You are the lowest man on the totem pole. With that in mind, the first question I got was, why do some AEs treat their SDRs poorly? Interesting question. It's an interesting question because it actually speaks to a lot of different portions of a sales organization. And if an AE is mistreating an SDR, there's a few reasons. So let's go over those reasons and let me give you some advice on how to fix it. Number one reason an AE would mistreat an SDR? Pretty simple. Ego. An AE, as misguided as it is or sounds like, might think that they are better more accomplished than an SDR they don't have to treat an SDR well SDR is doing all the easy work they're just calling they're just getting me names they're just selling time why would I have to treat them well that's one it's misguided but that's an idea the other one is if an AE is having a hard year if an account executive sales rep is having a hard year they do a few things what they should do is realize, okay, so why am I having a hard year? Look, every sales rep has a hard year here and there. You can't always make it to President's Club. You can't always be at 100% of your quota. Now, that's going to be different because when I look at all the resumes that I see when I'm hiring people, almost everybody has made their quota year over year over year. Of course, we know that's a lie. That's bullshit. But Let's just take it as it is. You can't always hit your number. And if you're not having a good year, you seek things to blame. In a year like this, maybe you can blame COVID. And that's actually probably a pretty good and reasonable excuse why you're not doing what you should. Another one to blame, salespeople love to blame marketing. I'm not getting enough leads from marketing. They're not doing enough events. They're not doing enough webinars. They're not having a big enough digital online presence. I'm not getting the leads I used to. Legitimate. You could also have, um, you're not getting enough leads from your CSM team. They're not passing me enough upsell cross-sell opportunities. They don't know the accounts well enough, etc. etc. et, cetera, et cetera. There's a lot. An easy place to, for people to go is to blame the SDR. The SDR isn't passing me enough good leads. Or if they are, they're not actually good leads because when I demo them or do a discovery, I had to disqualify them. There's a lot there. One part of it is maybe you need to be managing your SDRs better making sure that they're tracking things well. The other one is just the AE looking for a reason why they're not doing well. And the last one is actually the solution to this problem. It could be that you don't have a good model set up in your organization for SDRs and AEs to work together. The thing that I see a lot is that you have one SDR, for one AE. That SDR works with that AE. Sometimes this works. If the SDR and the AE have a great relationship, if they can kind of bounce off each other, if they can strategize together, if they have a lot of the same kind of sales skills, they know the territory well, it can work all right. Other times, which is much more normal, you either aren't working well because you have some of the same negative tendencies and you ignore some of the same things. If you're just thinking about volume, et cetera, et cetera, yeah, 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 just just get them into my pipe and then I'm going to have them and I'll make sure I close them. That means the SDR is not going to be doing a good job actually tracking and strategizing targeting the right people. It just means (coughs) all you want is as many at-bats as possible rather than (laughs) excuse me, rather than uh, getting the best ones in so you can have the biggest bang for your buck. Another challenge with this is if those two individuals don't like each other, which happens all the time, it's just natural. They're not going to work together. So your solution is this. If you have an AE and an SDR that aren't working well together, you need to not apply the peanut butter method, which is one-to-one. You need to either do a round robin, which a lot of groups do, a lot of organizations do, which is SDRs are just calling everywhere and everywhere, and every lead they get, they pass to a different AE. That's okay if you're doing like a real you know, volume kind of shop where you have 20 thousand or fifty thousand leads to go after if that can work the best one really is a spread model everybody has a um, total addressable market you have your TAM you have your SAM right the best way to do it is a spread you get one SDR for three AEs this way the AEs are kind of competing with each other to have the best um, relationship the best strategy the best plan of attack with each SDR that way, there's no tendencies that are gonna be highlighted or uh, even metastasized uh, on the negatives of each SDR and AE. And it's, you know, it, it does better because the AE knows that they need to get the SDR's attention. The SDR knows that they have some more flexibility to send different, you know, work different ways, send different leads to different reps. It just works better, generally. Now. Anytime an AE is mistreating an SDR, if I see that and it's not legitimate, that AE is going to have a very big problem with me and they're going to have a very big problem in the organization. Same thing. If an SDR is not working in AE's territory properly for petty reasons, that's also a problem. Now, the second question I thought was really interesting as well is why would an SDR who just moved into an AE role want to actually go back to an SDR role. So we talked in the beginning about the totem pole of sales. You have an SDR, you have an AE. From an AE, you can be a manager, you can be an account manager, you can be enterprise, you can go on to cross-sell, upsell. There's a lot of things you can do, but the starting point is that SDR in most cases. So why would someone take the next step and then decide to step back? A lot of reasons. There's a different skill set for an SDR and an AE. Sure, they both have to be aggressive. Sure, they both have to like sales. Sure, they both have to be able to read a room and understand what a a client is actually saying and solve solutions, all that kind of stuff, right? But there's a difference between a prospector and a closer. That's it. Some SDRs like the challenge of calling people and passing leads. They have figured out for their lifestyle, they can make enough money by generating a ton of commission from sales accepted opportunities. They don't want to deal with all the bullshit. They don't want to deal with a three to nine month sales cycle only to lose the deal. They want it immediately. They want that instant gratification. I passed the lead. He accepted it. Look at me. Now I made some money. I'm going to go on to the next one done. Once they get into an AE role, they realize it's a little bit more complicated than that. Not harder, different. And that's why they might step back into an SDR role. Now, if they're smart, they decided to go into an SDR role that is maybe a senior SDR role or an enterprise SDR role. There's a lot of flexibility within the SDR uh, title that you can have different earning capabilities. But the bottom line here is that SDRs are extremely important part of an organization, especially a SaaS organization. Now, if you see an AE that is mistreating an SDR, that's an organizational problem. If you see an AE that wants to go back to being an SDR, that's totally fine. Massage that, let that be their career path. Cause maybe they actually want to go on to be an SDR manager. Maybe they want to go in from an SDR manager and then go into maybe a sales ops side. Because in SDR, really, they have to know how to look at a territory. They might want to go into something a little bit different within the organization. Not everybody wants to be an AE. That's all I got for today. This is George Hogan with Radvisory. Rad Enjoy it.